0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job 2 called Skin for Skin.
1: To turn over to 2 Corinthians 4 for a second. 2 Corinthians 4, all the way in your New Testament... 2 Corinthians four fourteen. The Apostle Paul went through a lot of stuff, right? <clears throat> a lot of suffering. This is one section that just I wanted to show you. He says Second Corinthians four fourteen, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus, four fourteen, will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. Therefore, because God's doing this work and it's touching so many people, even though they're suffering, therefore we don't lose heart. 16. Though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal or temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal which turn to 1st Peter chapter 3 1st Peter chapter 3 God has a bigger plan than just this lifetime this world this decade, and that's what's hard for me to see as a human being, I confess. 1 Peter 3, the famous apologetics verse of 1 Peter 3.15 is actually surrounded by some interesting verses that have to do with suffering. 1 Peter 3, let's pick it up in verse 14, it says, but even if you should suffer for the the sake of righteousness, 1 Peter 3.14, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for what? The hope that is in you. If you look at verse 14, the hope is manifested in trouble, intimidation, struggle, suffering for righteousness sake. And that's the place that... Peter seems to be indicating in context where you're gonna give an account for the hope that you have. Why are you like that? Why are you giving an answer for hope in the midst of such difficulty? But you're to do it with gentleness and reverence. And keep a good conscience, 16, so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better if God should will it so that you suffer for doing what is right, rather than doing what is wrong. Now, there's many other places I could take you to, but let's return to the book of Job. I think you get the point. When we are on God's team, God's working on many different levels, and a lot of it has to do with how he wants to work in the world. And so God allows Satan this open door Job can't die because then the trial would be over and the story would be over. And so he can't touch his life. And immediately we see in Job 2.7, Satan went out. It's like he couldn't wait from the presence of the Lord. And now for the first time in this story, it's a direct attack from the devil. Remember in chapter 1, the devil used what we would call acts of God in insurance policies, wind and, and so forth. He used the Sabians and the Chaldeans. He used, um, so they were human agents, and they used lightning and hurricane winds. But now it's Satan, and he smote Job. Notice he is the, the, the direct cause He smote Job with sore boils, Job 2, 7, loathsome sores, ESV, from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Now, if you've ever had, how many of you gotten chicken pox when you were older? Did you get it when you were older? I remember getting chicken pox when I was older. And it was the most horrible, terrible, weak I think of my life. Now, some of you have gotten some other things and you would say, and that was the most horrible shingles I've heard is just terrible and hangs on. Can I get a witness over here? Coach went through it. And so uh, just terrible. And so I remember I had them everywhere I couldn't even brush my hair because I had the chicken pox in my hair. And I couldn't even put the hairbrush in there. And I wanted to sing the VeggieTales song. Oh, where is my hairbrush? But anyway, never mind. So I don't even know where that came from. Sorry. So, but I remember I was miserable and I had a fever. And uh, I, I just... I put on the uh, calamine lotion and I would cover my body, layer my body with the calamine and then I'd get sick of the calamine and I'd get in the tub and then I got out of the tub and whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I was putting on the calamine lotion again <laughs> and, and then back in the tub again. It was miserable. Can you imagine having oozing, loathsome boils from the bottom of your feet to the crown of your head and everywhere in between. Some of you have had some rashes and things like that. And it's horrible. Job, uh, his sufferings were chronicled by one author who says the following. We don't know how to categorize what Job suffered, but from Job's speeches, some of the symptoms that he suffered included painful pruritus, that is boils and the, the desire to scratch them, Disfiguration, Job 2.12, the painful boils right in our section. Prulent, that is infected, pus-filled, weeping sores that scab over, uh, that crack and ooze, that's Job 7 verses 4 and 5. Sores infected with worms, Job 7 verse 5. Fever with chills, Job 21.6 and 30.30. 30. Darkening and shriveling of the skin, Job 30, verse 30, eyes red and swollen from weeping, Job 16, 16, and diarrhea, Job 30, verse 27. Sleeplessness and delirium, Job 7:4 and 13 and 14. Choking, Job 7:15, bad breath, Job 19:17, emaciation, Job 19:20, excruciate excruciating pain throughout his entire body, Job 30 verse 17, and I'm sure you can find more. Have you ever been, had one thing going on, and that thing is pretty terrible, and then another thing hits you at the same time in the same zip code? (laughs) And you're like, oh no, this happened, and now this? No, Lord, please. Oh yeah. And it's a double whammy. And Job had it coming so much from every direction on top of just losing everything in his life. Can life get any worse? This is where, you know, somebody even in the Bible have said, just take me out, God. Boils were one of the plagues on Egypt. I think it's plague number six. As Moses threw uh, uh the kiln into the sky and it broke out as boils in Luke 16 it was these boils or oozing sores on Lazarus the poor man and these boils are even mentioned in Deuteronomy 28 27 as a curse the Lord will smite you with boils of Egypt with tumors and with the scab and with the itch from which you cannot be healed And Deuteronomy 28, 35, the Lord will strike you if you don't follow him. This is the curse on the knees, on the legs with sore boils from which you cannot be healed from the sole of your foot to the crown of your head, Deuteronomy 28, 35. And if indeed Job was familiar with these kinds of truths, you know what he probably figured? I'm dying. These manifestations in my body are simply signs that I'm on the way to death. He was living in the shadow of death. And it was so bad that he took a posture, a piece of broken pottery, Job 2.8, to scrape himself while he was sitting among the ashes. Job was humbled to the ground, devastated, and so devastated he went outside the city walls and sat down literally on the town's ash heap, which was a collection of the ashes from the city's ovens, broken pots were thrown out there, and other refuse. It was the abode of the outcasts. This is where the rubbish continually burned in a heap outside the city gate. This place, a place like this, Jesus would later use as the best human image to represent hell itself. Job was in his own personal hell. He's out there sitting on the ash heap among the garbage, the refuse, the broken pottery. And of course, there's a piece of broken pottery right there all around him. And he picks up one of the broken pieces and probably from itching, he begins to try to get parts of his body from itching so incessantly and desperately. And even one writer said, maybe he's in so much misery that he began to cut himself. You know, there's an epidemic of cutting right now in our world. People who lacerate themselves as a way to escape pain or deal or cope with their pain. And if you struggle with that, you're not alone, but it's not the answer to hurt yourself. And I don't think Job was cutting himself in that sense. I think he was probably using it to try to deal with the pus and the and the itching and all that. He was devastated, sitting literally, or at least figuratively, in a place that would be known as hell, the garbage dump, the perpetual fire. And it's at this time that you would hope that someone in your inner circle, someone who loves you very much, is committed to you, would come into your life and speak some words of hope. You know, you would hope that someone would walk over to the outside the city gate and say, man, I know it's been a bad week. I'm praying for you. I love you. It'll be all right. You're a good man. It's okay. Thank you for modeling faith in front of me. But... Instead, Job's wife, the only mention of her in the entire story, says these words, nine. And we're only going to verse 10. Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die.
0: Have a nice day. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
2: Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here. And on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call eight four four forty eight 48 truth That's walkintruth.com or call eight four four forty eight 48 truth
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, Back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth.
1: And it's at this time that you would hope that someone in your inner circle, someone who loves you very much, is committed to you, would come into your life and speak some words of hope. You know, you would hope that someone would walk over to the outside the city gate and say, man, I know it's been a bad week. I'm praying for you. I love you. It'll be all right. You're a good man. It's okay. Thank you for modeling faith in front of me. But instead, Job's wife, the only mention of her in the entire story, says these words, nine. And we're only going to verse 10. Do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die have a nice day. Thanks, honey! What? Your wife? The one that you're in covenant with? Now remember, he had older children, so he's been in a relationship with this woman for quite some time. And Genesis 2, 24 says, and the two shall become one flesh. A covenant partner, your life partner, the love of your life, the one that knows you the best, loves you the most in good times and bad times, good hair days and bad hair days, drool in the morning, stuck to the side of your mouth, still loves you. And that's what she's got for you? Curse God and die. Wow. You still hold fast, you're still going to be a man of integrity. What is going on with Job's wife? We don't know what her name was, by the way. She's just called Job's wife. But I found some extra biblical literature that said her her name was Merciless. (laughs) That's a joke. There is no extra biblical literature that I know of. But that is second opinions from Pastor Michael. Now, God had commended Job for his integrity. His wife seemingly mocks him for it. However, I think we need to ask some deeper questions. Because maybe Job's wife said, curse God and die because she wanted his pain to be over. You know, maybe if we give her the benefit of the doubt for the moment, maybe she said she knew in her view of the world and God, if you curse God, you're in trouble, right? You get the wrath of God. So maybe she's saying, just end it. Curse God. Don't hold your integrity. It's obvious that God doesn't like you. <laughs> Something like that. So if you curse him, maybe he'll kill you and at least your pain will be over. And let's remember that she's also in pain. She's lost everything that he lost. And let's also remember that when we're grieving, sometimes things come out of our mouth that we, we don't even know what to say or do. We've got to cut some people some slack in these situations. But I will tell you this. She may have wished the peace of death on Job, to put it that way. But whatever her motive, she was a mouthpiece of terrible temptation. Augustine calls her the devil's assistant. And Calvin calls her Satan's tool. Because she asked Job to do what Satan wanted him to do. Satan said, he'll curse you to your face. And his wife became the mouthpiece of the temptation to do what Satan wanted. Curse God and die. That's Satan through his wife. And sometimes, sadly, because of the power of this little instrument called the tongue and James chapter three, James tells us about the tongue and he says, oh, right? Who can tame this little thing? We, we'd like to think we can, but the tongue is a fire. It's a world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body. It's set on fire. Uh, the, it sets on fire the course of our life. It's set on fire by hell. Every species of beast, birds, of reptiles, creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father And with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing, my brethren, these things should not be this way. How many of us, in a moment of grief, pain, tension, let something go out of this instrument and went, and even if it didn't roll out, Sometimes it rolling in is enough and you go, where did that come from? That, oh, sorry. That, maybe that was right to hit that. Uh, That came from hell. I mean, that's how it feels. Sometimes you just have to pray, Lord, just help me to take every thought captive. And Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So Job's wife, Certainly wasn't an encouragement at this time, whatever her motive. Now, what does Job do? Well, he does address her, and this is the final verse. Job said to her, (laughs) Merciless, sorry. (laughs) That was an insertion, not not there in the original. He said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women. Foolish is nibal." It is literally the strongest Hebrew word for a fool. The fool says in his heart, there's no God. So he says, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. You speak as a woman who doesn't know God. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity, misfortune, struggle, pain? In all this, Job, what's your Bible say? He did not sin with his lips can you see Satan over in the corner? What more can I do to this guy? Even his wife became my tool. And he won't curse God. He said to her, and you know, this may be a model for some of us when we're in a spousal disagreement, and our, there a a barb comes at us. uh, This belongs to you. (laughs) Right? No, it's yours. Keep it. (laughs) And the response biblically is you speak as one of the foolish women. (laughs) No, don't do that. That's a joke. I'm kidding. You could put man in there. You fool. No. No, don't do that. See, actually, she was speaking as a fool, she became an instrument for the enemy, she was being foolish. But could we cut her some slack? She was grieving. So many blows against her and her husband. I mean, man, sometimes we have to step back and say, who are we? What would we have done if all of this happened to us? I mean, some of us could admit that we've not acted much better with much less coming at us. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And Job did not sin with his lips. Job did not sin in what he said, NIV. Wow. What an example. I want to read Psalm 19. I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes and meditate on these words. And Pastor Chris, if you can come up. Here's Psalm 19, 9 through 14. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them thy servant is warned, In keeping them there is great re- reward. Who can discern his errors? Acquit me of hidden faults. Also keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I shall be blameless. And I shall be acquitted of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer.
0: You've been listening to Skin for Skin, part three on Walk in Truth. That was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job, chapter two. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, the Living Truth app is a great way to stay up to date with what we're doing here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, Bible studies, family events, and of course, worship services. If you're out of the area, the LT app has a lot for you too. You can watch and listen to Pastor Michael's latest teachings. Download the Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo and the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we certainly watch, uh,
1: you know, our humanity when we suffer, right? Uh, there's the self-preservation thing that we all go through. And that's what Satan really believes about us. You know, he believes that if things don't go well, we'll, we'll curse God. If, if it's not all happening, let me give you an example, the, the health wealth gospel. Um, what is it? cause you to focus on, well, what what if it's not going well? Can you still worship God when it's not all perfect? I sure hope so, because this is an imperfect world. And I think the bottom line with this message is that when it all goes wrong, we need to make a statement that we're going to stand for our faith anyway, even through the suffering. And I know that's hard. And I think that's something that you can make up your mind. I'm going to be a Christian come what may. And um, I think that will keep you at a, at a good, strong foundation in your walk with the Lord. Now, if you're going through something difficult, we have a grief share class at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. Tuesday nights, 7 p.m., you can get driving directions. When you download the Living Truth app, the address of the church is 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona. And if you just, you've been through something and you are grieving and you'd like, you know, some people to lean into, get some teaching. Hey, reach out to us, uh, come out to the class. We'd love to have you. You can find out more information on the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app, or you can connect with us at walkintruth.com. See you tomorrow.
0: One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Thanks to listeners and church partners like you, we're now on three more radio stations, so praise God. If you're a longtime listener, please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 2, verses 11 through 13, called Weep With Those Who Weep. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.